0: We are talking food and financials on Money with Friends, how to buy the most versatile, the most cost-efficient stuff, and what you can substitute if you can't get certain ingredients during this coronavirus crisis when so many of us are spending so much time at home and cooking for and with our loved ones. Um, Who better to be with us than my co-host Julian Saunders, the award-winning rich and regular blog co-founder along with his wife Kirsten, also his background as a professional chef back as our co-host thought leader all on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends Podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City.
1: Good morning and happy whatever day this is uh, in the quarantine. This is Julian, one-half efficient, regular blogger, entrepreneur, content creator, coming to you live from my basement in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: This is the money news show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like rich and regulars, Julian Saunders. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And I do want to thank Joust for sponsoring money with friends. Joust is the nation's all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed pay armor this is something really important this is joust invoice payment guarantee product it supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment sadly that number may be going up these days so joust is so important to learn about you can sign up for joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash mwf if you enter the promo code money with friends. You will get $100 in credits. That's try.joust.com forward slash MWF. And I'm going to talk more about Pay Armor and what Joust is doing for freelancers, people in the gig economy, later in the show. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, I want to offer congratulations amidst all of this uh, tough times that we are having. Julian, you, you and your wife snagged a, uh, a big deal.
1: We did. We're so excited. Uh, We signed. uh, Well, we didn't formally sign, but we agreed to a book deal with Portfolio Books, which is an imprint of Penguin Random House. We were in New York for meetings uh, for all of 28 hours bouncing around. I'm sure you're familiar with this process. And we got out just before all of the madness was happening. And so we are so fortunate to have agreed to that. We're excited to jump in and start doing a lot of this for the next couple of months. Um, But, yeah, we're really excited. Thank you for that.
0: And by the way, for those of you listening to the audio edition of this podcast, Julian was uh, typing at his computer because that's what he will be doing. He'll be home doing a lot of that. Let's see which one of our friends is going to lead us into today's headline. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Headlines ripped from the financial press only at Money with Friends. All right, Julian, take it.
1: Let's do it. So with all the bad news out there, it can be really, really tough. Uh, We we can't ignore it, uh, but we wanted to keep things a little bit more lighthearted today. So we're going to talk about my second favorite subject besides money, which is food. And this article, as you mentioned, is actually a transcript of an NPR morning edition segment by Matt Kwong, Noel King and Heidi Glenn. Uh, The title is Need Help Cooking Through the Coronavirus Pandemic? Chef Amanda Freytag Has Tips. Coronavirus home cooking is now a part of American life. Many restaurants across the U.S. are empty, grocery store shelves are often bare, and in recent days, amateur cooks have posted about their improvised, less-than-delectable quarantine dinners, dishes including hot dogs with strawberry jam, fish fingers in custard, and as one Twitter user confessed, microwave cheese on a plate with barbecue sauce. But in case you're clueless in the kitchen, during this era of coronavirus, chef and Food Network star Amanda Freitag has shared some ideas with NPR. So what are some p- pantry staples? Freitag recommends starting by keeping things dried and canned in stock, legumes such as lentils and beans, dried in cans, things like quinoa, barley, ground cornmeal for polenta or grits, lots of pasta sauce and lots of different shapes of pasta. Don't keep the same shape. We need to mix it up a little bit, she says. And I think they all feel a little different when you cook them. And she then, added a couple, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say she added a couple of other notes here uh, for those who like to bake, which is keeping on hand all purpose flour, white sugar, brown sugar, baking powder and baking soda, salt, butter and yeast and keeping things stocked like eggs for baking uh, and other uses such as and oils such as olive oil and vegetable oil. She added oatmeal, dried fruits that can be turned into granola, uh, along with some nuts and seeds. And the last one is a freezer loaded with proteins, frozen vegetables and broth, as well as frozen fruits that you can use for smoothies. Bobby, how are you guys holding up in New York?
0: We're good. So, we this I am so happy that you brought this because I learned so much from this. I am what I would call the lazy chef. I have never really focused on cooking in terms of being intentional. I've never been a good meal planner. I've always kind of put different, you know, kind of the same meals together, but kind of haphazardly because we have, uh, you know, so many grocery stores within a block. We have a very small for five people, uh, for my family, very small refrigerator and freezer. So we really can't have that much ahead of time in terms of fresh, fresh, fresh food. So we're buying a couple times a week. And my family likes very different things. We all have different diets. I don't eat the red meat or the poultry. Um, I've got a son that's gluten free. I've got a stepson that's super, super healthy. And, you know, my husband's off carbs. So we're all we're just a mess basically. So in general, buying for us is a mess. Our reaction to this was also a mess. So for our listeners, basically Julian is going to tell you the do's of how to be buying in a smart, intentional way, in this situation. And I am basically the poster child for the don'ts. So let me on that note, toss it back to you. Give us your take on this piece and then what you and your family did so we can learn the right way. And then we can have a laugh at what my family did, which is probably mostly the wrong way, at least for me. I'm not going to put down the kids. They've been working really hard, but mom wasn't so great.
1: Yeah, so this was actually not much of a uh, not that different from us. I mean, the, the thing I would say we are doing differently is stocking up on dried foods. We normally eat more fresh foods, more fresh produce, um, but it's been a bit of a transition because we're also trying to minimize the amount of times that we have to go back out there into the world, which is an entirely different issue. I've been so impressed, and I'm just going to give them a shout out. I know we don't typically like to do that, but I've got a couple different options here. The Amazon, we've got uh, an Amazon 365 store that we go to, and they have done such a fantastic job. When you go up to the store that we have, they've been spraying it down and then handing you your card that you can turn it back in. They're spraying it down. They've got labels and limits on certain things that you can buy. Um, They are practicing social distancing. They've got lines so that you're not stacked up in each other. I've gone to a couple of other stores, and they've done some of those things, but not nearly as organized and efficiently uh, as that store. And it really did make a difference for me. I said, you know what, that's the store I want to go back to. Uh, And on the other end, the store that I would normally frequent, I would say the last time I went there, they've been kind of taking a really nonchalant and say, hey, if you're here, you know, it is what it is. And so, you know, I really appreciated that on this door for taking it uh, a step further. Um, But, My entire experience has been so interesting because while I'm there, I'm also watching other people buying things. And you can see the confusion like they don't really know what to buy. It's almost like they're just panicking and getting whatever they see because they're more concerned about things running out than they are uh, being concerned with what they can actually use. And I think that that could actually be really problematic because if you come back and you've got a bunch of things and you don't know what to do with it – now you're stuck, you know, you don't really know what to do. And of course you could try to Google it. Um, But yeah, meal planning is is something that we normally already do. Uh, And so we've just kind of taken that up another notch and making sure that we've got more than enough to last us at least a week at any given time. So it's been, it's been pretty, pretty cool.
0: So you, did you, Take recipes and then specifically search for certain ingredients, or did it go the other way where you bought the ingredients that you thought would be most self, most most shelf stable and then planned recipes? And by the way, for those people that don't know, your background is as a professional chef. So I don't know yes. if you want like to share a little bit about that to give everyone some context.
1: Yes. So making sure that you have things that have a long shelf life are important Um, things, obviously, that can be frozen are important as well. But I think uh, the third piece is using uh, ingredients and buying ingredients in bulk that have multiple uses. And so beans, most people obviously in a pinch, you can crack open a can of beans throw it in a microwave and pour it over something like rice. But you can actually put beans in a pasta. It's a great way to get proteins. They do this a lot in Northern Italy. And so you can put beans in a pasta. You can put beans in your soup. You can puree, puree beans. You can make your own hummus. You don't have to buy the Sabra brand as long as you've got a blender. Uh, and so there are multiple uses for beans. You can even use beans as a thickening agent uh, by pureeing it in certain sauces and stews. Uh, and so it doesn't always have to, feel like you're eating the same thing every single time. Um, and the same thing with bread. If you get bread and it gets stale, then maybe you can make some croutons out of it, or you can uh, let it dry. And then you've got breadcrumbs, which you can use to make like a meatloaf. If you have uh, like a ground beef or something like that in your, uh, your, your freezer. Uh, and so we don't really, um, I don't, again, I'm spoiled. I don't use recipes. I just make up with Uh, things on the fly, but I'm mindful of buying things that don't have uh, a singular use.
0: That's very smart advice. We tape this live in front of a Facebook live audience. We have a nice group of people here with us. Just want to say hi to Annette, Ron, Kelly. I see Dylan is here. Um, we're going to get to, in just a moment, Julian, I'm going to ask you to pull up. We also asked our friends on Instagram what they are buying. And while you pull that up, I just want to uh, read some comments here. Um, Annette says, meal planning is my savior These days, I make different things with the same ingredients. Um, and, And she does point out also that a lot of produce does keep for a week or two in the fridge. And, you know, many people, we're here in the city, so as I mentioned earlier... We have um, limited space, but if you're in the suburbs, many people, I think when I grew up, we had an extra freezer that was just kind of in the garage that my mom used to keep produce in, Um, and I did see some of our neighbors actually ordered, uh, it looked like a refrigerator, um, to come a week or two ago, which I thought was interesting, I'm not sure where they're keeping it, but... I wonder if that was one area of our economy that saw a surge last week or in the last few weeks as people buying extra food storage, um, things, uh, we have Dylan here, as I mentioned, and he says, Julian always makes me hungry. Even if I just hate, you have a lot of fans here, my friend. (sighs)
1: I like to share my cooking tips um, online, and as, last week I was so bored. And you know, obviously, I've been cooking so much more, and so I've been cooking and just trying to inspire other people to do it a little bit more as well. So thanks for that, Dylan. But you know, Bobby, the other thing that this makes me think about—it's not food-related, but it kind of is—if uh, I, I, I've had that thought too—that uh, refrigerators and like mini fridges are probably booming right now, but apparently, exercise equipment or dumbbells are like really hard to find because I I can't. Go to the gym and so i tried to buy some stuff and everything is on back order and so these are really interesting times you gotta think like one step ahead these days to make sure that you've got everything that you need
0: yeah i have to say the flip side of all this we're focusing on food now is that I have been, first of all, I do go alone outside, um, staying six feet apart from other people, but I've been really making sure I, I my barometers, I do at least three miles a day walking and then here in New York City, staying away from people, as I mentioned, and then I'm really enjoying these home fitness classes, which I always kind of blew off. I actually have a set of three pound weights and five pound weights, so I'm in good shape with that, but the truth is you can also use, my kids' um, instructor said, you know, you can use water bottles and just yeah. fill them with water or even the cans of beans there's another purpose for cans with beans is you know, you can use those. Maybe if you have a little scale, you can weigh them so you know what your're what you're carrying but you have a general feeling when you're when you're doing a workout if it's the right size weight um, regardless of what people are saying and and dylan here is adding in that a 50 pound bag of rice is great for workouts as well as back backup food very well said these are interesting times on that note we asked our instagram friends our instagram handle is at moneyfriends pod to contribute uh what they're buying so julian you've got some of those answers
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'm really, really glad to see uh, some of these responses here. They are all in line with the recommendations from uh, the NPR article and even some of my own recommendations. Ah, uh, Jenny K, eleven fifteen. Rice, beans, and meat. Uh, Gardner Fi, canned goods. Uh, looks like we went left here with Julie Glodern. and she says lean cuisine eaten every three hours. Um, all right, Julie.
0: you know you realize that if you eat like three times as much as you should of any diet food, it doesn't work, my friend.
1: You know, that's
0: always like, remember when they came out with those, like uh, there was the no, there was the, now we're all about no carbs, but there was the, you know, sugar free trend and, or the fat free, no, it was a fat free trend was happening. And they came out with these cookies, which tasted horrible, but they were quote fat free. But what would happen is people would eat so many of them because they thought that they didn't have any calories and they would end up gaining weight. And it was better to just have one cookie that would satisfy you with real sugar. So be careful there, my friend.
1: No, it's a really, really good point. Um, You know, I read a couple others here. uh, Various meats. uh, This is according to Vincent Cipollini, or Cipollone, excuse me. Um, The Anetter, none. I just buy two weeks worth of food at a time. Okay. Um, I'm going to read a couple more here. Let's see. Ooh, I am the real spoon. Beef jerky. That's a good one. Um, I haven't thought a lot about beef jerky. Uh, That certainly lasts. Logan uh, Barrett, popcorn and. Otter pops. I don't know what, what is a, an otter what, pop. What is an otter I don't pop? Know.
0: anyone in our Facebook audience, let us know what a otter pop
1: is. I'm totally going to Google otter pops and I hope I like what I find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, these are all great responses. I mean, obviously, you know, you it's not like a situation like this can turn someone into a chef overnight. And so you've got to get a combination of things that you just need. Um, You know, you can't always stop or expect to stop and try to learn how to cook in a pinch. Um, But to your point, you know, I think especially if you're working from home, you also have to be mindful of nutrition. And so, you know, you may not always be able to get fresh produce, but if you can get enough frozen produce and incorporate vegetables and whole foods and grains into your diet, I think that's also good to help keep you uh, energetic and positive while you're quarantined.
0: Yeah. What are your recommendations for foods to avoid that we might be tempted on beyond the obvious? I mean, I have, I see here, for example, um, one of our answers on Instagram was from Made Berry Good and he says, pasta sauce, rice, flour, sugar, coffee, coffee, coffee. Um, I mean, should we should we be drinking a lot of coffee? Because, I mean, we were joking beforehand that, you know, we're taping this in the morning at a time when I'm usually very well awake, having already taken my son to school. But it felt really early today because our schedules are so off. Your son is, is, is you have a three-year-old, is sleeping late lately, uh, mm-hmm. which feels really good right now. But I mean, should we be pumping the coffee? Mm-hmm. Not that the children are, but should we be you know, allowing ourselves to be kind of off schedule with our food and stuff. Are you sticking to regular food times? Are you eating specific meals or, or, I mean, I know when we work from home, there's such a temptation to kind of just munch all along, which is not great for our weight and probably not good for our productivity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, I'm not a nutritionist, but I I do think that it's important to maintain some routines while at the same time giving yourself some room uh, to flex, especially for those who have kids that at home and this is like totally new for them. You've got to give yourself some flexibility. Um, But to answer your first question, and I think um, Dylan uh, made a comment about this as well, you really have to be mindful Of These prepared foods, these frozen foods are loaded with sodium and preservatives. Um, And so while they are convenient, you've got to be able to balance that out. And so if you are going to do that, I would say uh, make sure that you're drinking 3x as much water as you are. If you can't exercise as regularly, try to figure out some way to do it to your point if you're, you know, You're standing more often than you normally would instead of Netflix and chilling. um, You're walking maybe around the block and still trying to avoid people um, or doing something to stay active because we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation. And if we continue or if we have uh, a poor diet throughout it, that actually could compromise our immune system and make this issue even uh, more challenging for you. So uh, yeah, plenty of water and try to stick to a routine as well as a sleep routine uh, as much as possible.
0: And I'm finding I'm actually missing my routine and starting to create it where I'm I'm scheduling things. Even yesterday I said, this is a specific time that I'm going to do my home workout, even though it was on demand and I could do it whenever I wanted. I set a time so and I told my family so that Um, Number one, I would have the space because we're all sort of sharing different spaces. And I've made a space where I have, you know, open floor, not on a carpet. I was having trouble doing it on a carpet and I found an old yoga mat and so on and and getting my equipment together and making – Moving part of my routines because you can gain weight and you can also, you know, spend a lot of money on food, probably less, of course, than we were before because we all eat out a, well, not all of us, but a lot of us eat out or order in, and we're not really doing that as much. So, it is important to make smart food choices. And also, um, you know, still look at prices as much as you can. I think we went through an initial wave. I joked that you're the do and I'm the don't. My family went to the store with no plan because Mm. we felt we couldn't really make a plan. We didn't expect to find much. And at the time, this is when we stocked up initially because we didn't know what was happening. We just kind of saw what was on the shelf. And I was just looking for things that would last a really long time. And as you said, things that had protein and nutrition. So we bought a lot of beans, for example, and we bought a lot of cans fish, like tuna fish and salmon and things like that, because I knew that ultimately protein would be something that we would want to have in a shelf stable form. And then also canned vegetables, which generally we've shied away from. We've always said we want fresh, ideally, with frozen as our second choice. But in this case, um, we did that. And we, you know, I'm a big believer in looking at prices. We didn't look at any prices. We didn't. And um, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. What do you think?
1: Um if you know I think everyone's situation is different but I'm actually very much in the same boat as you. We're so accustomed to eating fresh um, but we've transitioned to frozen uh for that exact reason because uh you know you don't really know you know um, but I will throw in another tip here if you are going to buy fresh especially fresh greens I would strongly recommend going with sturdier greens so you know Thin, uh, really tender greens that you can eat raw, they just spoil very quickly. They bruise very quickly. So like spinach, if you're not going to use it, let's say in the next two to three days, um, I would say avoid it. But a a sturdier green like a collard or a kale, uh, they can take a beating and they're still going to be nice and fresh and you can still enjoy them. But uh, and the same goes for fruit. If it has a thin skin like pears, which are so easily bruised, um, I would just avoid things like that and go with the... the, uh, Thicker-skinned uh, fruits like oranges, um, or even some apples that can get smashed but aren't necessarily bruised, because once they bruise, that uh, aids in its spoiling. And especially if they're in a bag, if one spoils, everything around it spoils. And so you really want to be mindful of that. Um, but you know, I think they mentioned it in that article. If you have to have fruit, which you know we love fruit consider getting um, some frozen fruit or buying your fruit and freezing it. You don't have to buy it frozen. Buy it um, in bulk, chop it up, put it in a freezer bag. That's all they do uh, in the warehouse anyway. Um, and then freeze it that way, and then you can put that into your smoothies. And it's a great way, and you know, a lot of parents know this as well, uh, to get your kids to eat their fruits and their vegetables because you can always throw some uh, some vegetables or some greens into the smoothies.
0: So smart. And don't assume that even though the supermarkets have our full attention these days, that they are not still issuing coupons and so on. I did get, I have text messages that I get from one of our local supermarkets here. And I did get one yesterday for $10 off if you spend 50. So they are sending them and uh, you should look for them regardless, even though you're going, they kind of own us anyway right now, but they're still sending out coupons in many cases and make sure of oh, course yeah. to use your frequent flyer numbers. I don't know what, not frequent flyer, frequent shopper, whatever it is, your, your mm-hmm. points things, make sure to still use them, especially if you're spending a lot of money. I'm going to give you a moment to think about your takeaway while I talk about joust because joust is something that's really important these days. A lot of us are thinking about it, especially if you work in the freelance economy and you have clients um, joust as you guys know, does support money with friends. Um, It's really important these days because they have something called pay armor. And what that does is it protects you. It will make sure that you get paid on time, even if the person that you are working for is not paying you on time, they can serve as a middle, uh, as a bridge between that. And that will ensure a steady income, um, so important these days um joust is also um, an all-inclusive banking platform that works for the self-employed um and it's really important because business banking can be complicated the joust platform is so easy as i mentioned pay armor that's their invoice payment guarantee product it is essential in this economy. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. If you use the promo code money with friends, you will get $100 in credits. You'll also help to support our show, which we appreciate. Um, Again, it is try.joust.com forward slash MWF. I really encourage everyone to learn more about it, especially the pay armor aspect of the product, because It's really something very valuable these days that you, if you do, if you are fortunate enough to have work in this economy, that you do make sure that you get paid. And, um, we thank Joust for supporting money with friends. My friend, Julian, do you want to go first or do you want to have the
1: final word? I will go first. Um, You know, as someone who's cooked professionally for years in a prior life, I'm well equipped to deal with situations like this. And so as soon as I saw things were getting a little dicey out there, we began war planning, and stocking our pantry with foods, with long shelf lives and stuffing our freezer. Um. But even I ran into some headaches. And so my big takeaway here, and I don't believe they mentioned it in this article, uh, is to purge first. And so especially if you're tight on space, Bobby, you mentioned you've got a small freezer. Uh, My recommendation to all of our listeners out there is to purge first before you get out there. Get rid of all the things you haven't used in a couple of months, let's say four months. Um, The same goes for your refrigerator. Get rid of those things. Um, And even if you end up buying more, of frozen products take a picture of the instructions and take them out of the carton. That way you can cram as much stuff in your freezer as possible. You'd be surprised uh, how the boxes and the cartons and all the fancy packaging really erode uh, the space that's in your freezer. And so you wanna put as much stuff in there as possible so that you minimize the amount of times you're gonna have to go back out there um, into the the grocery store world. So that's my big tip. Perch first, uh, then make your list and then go to the grocery store.
0: That's so good. And when this is over and I do believe we will come out of this stronger, that's good advice to take forward anyway, to really think carefully about what you're keeping buy more efficiently. And if you don't, if you make those mistakes and don't eat it, or for whatever reason, things go bad, make sure to purge the fridge. Um, I'm learning so much from you. That was a great (laughs) takeaway. We also, I want to sneak in a little advice from one of our, our, uh, from our audience here on Facebook, um, from Dylan. He does mention that if you can't find certain food or products in your local store, you can look up food and distribution centers in your area. They generally sell to restaurants. And since many of them are closed, they might even allow walk-in customers or take a phone order. Um, And he mentioned that they even have toilet paper. Did you guys stock up on a lot of toilet paper?
1: I did not. Um, but generally speaking, my wife uh, buys those sorts of things. She did buy a bidet though. <laughs> she bought okay. a bidet. You know, she was like one step ahead and she said, you know what, I'm not going to join the craze on toilet paper. I'm just going to uh, play chess here. And she bought a bidet. We haven't installed it. And <laughs> we'll see what
0: okay. happens. Okay. So when we look back on this, that's that will be what you remember. Your your splurge purchase. Oh, how times have changed, my friend. Right. All right. My takeaway is that I am learning from you, Julian, and I'm learning from trial and error. My family sucked up on things that will last forever, largely based on the slim pickings in the store right as this all started, but not things that we necessarily like to eat. So I'm a little bit worried. Lots of beans, lots of corn. I mean, we'll eat it, but if we don't eat it during this time at home, they may be our forever food, just like your bidet. Julian. Um, it's a good lesson though. This is a really important time to think about, thoughtful meal planning taken to a new level and with a new purpose with actually all kidding aside. And we try to keep it light on the show, but this is very serious. Um, I do want everyone to take seriously how they spend their money, especially if you're getting um, assistance, depending on your job situation, be really mindful with your choices with food. Do look at the price tags. Do make sure to use all of your coupons. Do make efficient choices based on nutrition. Um, This is a time when it's really tempting to snack on that processed junk food. I certainly want to. I'm fighting it very hard. I've had some moments where I've given in, but overall I've been generally okay because I've been doing the workouts, the home workouts. Um, Really be smart about your food choices. Spend your money wisely and spend your calories wisely. Really important to stay healthy Um, and not get sick. And a lot of that is proper nutrition. So thank you so much, Julian, for being with us. Um, You had a very busy social spring planned.
1: We did. Uh, We had a series of, um, we actually were able to do one of them um, in early March in Cincinnati, um, but pretty much every social event that we've had, like everyone else, has been canceled uh, due to uh, social distancing and this quarantine um, because of the pandemic. And so we are Uh, Brainstorming ways to have more virtual parties these days, virtual happy hours, virtual meetups. Everything is all going to be online these days. So really interesting times. Um, But at that, you know, when I when I think about that, I'm actually grateful because situations like like this force you to think more entrepreneurially. Which we're actually going to talk about that in our next episode. Idea of entrepreneurship, being a little bit more creative, thinking on the fly.
0: Good tease there. Where can people find out more about you and and follow all your social, your socials, I guess. <laughs> socials is a
1: big word these days. You, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rich and Regular, and our website is www.richandregular.com.
0: And you can also read more about him and all of other other thought leaders on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And please do be part of our Instagram polls. Our handle there is at moneyfriendspod. Stay close to the stories. We preview what stories we are going to be covering here on the show. And that's how you can participate and maybe get a shout out on our show at moneyfriendspod. And again, that is our handle both on Instagram and on Twitter, Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Please stay healthy. As I mentioned, we try to keep it light on this show, but um, this is a serious situation. Be healthy, eat healthy, keep working out, watch your money, and stay well. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you again tomorrow.